Large-scale litigation requires extreme data management. It can make or break a case in today's legal profession. Welcome to Litigation Support Review, the podcast that's all about best practices for handling large databases, technology in the courtroom, and the skills you need to make a difference with clients. And it's only here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Litigation Support Review on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to our podcast. I'm your host, Mary Pat Poteet. Uh, I'm an expert in e-discovery and litigation support with 20 years experience and the new vice president of e-discovery for Riverglass. Uh, I want to take this moment to thank our sponsors, Relativity by Kira, and you can find out more about them at kkira.com slash relativity and Reveal. You can find them at revealdata.com and I just want to take a moment to uh, tell you about my experience with Relativity. It's been extremely positive. Uh, I've worked with some of the best people in the industry. I brought uh, Relativity into DLA because of, of two main factors. It's an extremely robust system, and it's supported by some of the best people around. Uh, attorneys and paralegals took to it immediately, making my job so much easier. So uh, when you get a chance, take a look at it. On today's show, we're going to take a look at project management. Uh, joining me today is Julie Brown. She's the litigation technology manager with Voris, Sater, Seymour, and Pease out of Columbus, Ohio. Julie is actively involved in the EDRM as well as ILTA and has over 20 years experience in the litigation technology business, uh, including both law firms and in-house. Uh, welcome, Julie, to Litigation Support Review. Thanks, Mary Pat. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time today to, to talk to us. Um, I know that you've done a lot of really great things at Boris, uh, with, uh, project management. And so I was hoping to pick your brain a little bit about it. And, um, you know, it's a challenge that every litigation support department faces. So could you tell us a little bit about what you did to implement project management at Boris? Sure. Um, I, I think I'd like to start by saying, I think there are various paths you can follow, um, when you're looking to implement project management. And, you know, one of them is kind of starting off um, just getting your feet wet by identifying specific processes and applying project management principles to those individual processes. Um, other firms may approach it with a, you know, let's wake up one day and all of a sudden let's implement project management from begin to end. Uh, for me, that would be just a little bit daunting um, <laughs> just to, to, to look at the entire process. Um, and then there's also kind of a hybrid model where, you know, you incrementally look at individual processes laying a foundation. And then, you know, at some point, you make the call that you're far enough along to tackle the entire process beginning to end. So I would say here at Forys, we use um, more of the hybrid model. Excellent. So what elements do you find that are most important, um, you know, the things that you document? I mean, I know that you've, you've been uh, very good about building a process around what your team does as, as cases come in. So, you know, kind of what are some of the elements of that program and, and how are you documenting everything? Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things we realized early on was when eDiscovery first hit, I think everybody was just trying to figure out um, how to get things done versus what was the best way to do it. And so you result, you know, you were doing a lot of fire drills. You were, you were just reacting to um, everything that came in. And then over time, if you, if you slowed down and took a look at those things, you could say, well, you know, this is really a recurring point of pain. Um, and we really need to establish some standards and processes around it to make it more efficient um, and also just 
generally less chaotic. For us, um, we actually developed, we started probably several years ago developing standards and processes around, you know, everything from identification to uh, processing, review, and production. Um, we also developed a lot of training programs for the legal team. Um, and in addition to developing standard processes and procedures, um, we also developed um, specifications that would hopefully alleviate some of the pain. I think a good example of this is um, one of the things we struggled with very early on was um, producing native and near-native formats. And I think we were probably um, a little ahead of the game on this and, and really trying to figure out how to do it in, I would say, as early as 2006. Um, there, we were always, you know, things would, links would break, data wouldn't come over, files were a problem. And so we just really took a long, hard look at the production process for native and near-native files and said, you know, what can we do to make this process more efficient? And, you know, the answer, of course, was the processing specifications are what the root cause is. We have to have the same thing in every time so that when we try to take it out, we've got that same exact format. Um, so we we really spent quite a bit of time developing those specifications and the processes around them for both internal processing as well as outsourced. And we definitely noticed a huge improvement um, in our ability to, to produce those files, both from a speed perspective as well as accuracy. And, you know, with uh, with those um, standards and specifications, you mentioned comes the consistency, which is absolutely key in, in any program that uh, you want to push out. How was your... Um, your team, you know, how receptive were they to some of the changes that you were making in the, this process? Well, I think, you know, that was the easy piece because getting litigation technology to buy into the standard processes that make their lives easier is probably kind of easy. I think, you know, when we started um, developing more processes that also impacted the legal team, I think that's where we have a little more difficult time um, making the, the sale. Um, so, you know, when we first focused on just, okay, what are our pain, um, points of pain here and there, and we, we developed processes, the second thing we did was to actually sit down and outline all of the services that we provided or that we outsourced through the entire um, e-discovery process. So it was kind of like a menu of here are all the services, um, here's what we do in-house, here's what we do outside. Um, and that is the document we utilized kind of in our, our phase two to assess which services would benefit the most from these standard processes and specifications. Um, so whether it was interviewing a witness or, um, you know, processing data, um, it could have involved troubleshooting databases. We identified all the different things and then said, which one of these which ones of these should we prioritize and develop some really stringent processes and specifications around. And most of that was accomplished by the litigation support team just through brainstorming sessions. So, so getting your team on board was, was fairly easy then it sounds like, it sounds like they were yearning for something like this. Um, what about your, uh, your, your attorneys and paralegals? Well, I think that is just a little bit more of a struggle. Um, and I would say that the first two phases for us in the project management really focused 
more heavily on litigation support and how we could improve um, the, the services we offered as opposed to um, the legal team and all the things they're working on. So um, in the last couple of years, we've, we've actually moved to what I would say is phase three, which is, um, you know, we, we got a, a core team of attorneys um, to begin to work with us in what I would say is um, a more organized approach to project management and a more encompassing type strategy. And by doing that, we actually um, sat down and began developing um, workflows um, of how, like, like as-is workflows, how do we currently do this process, whether it's, you know, linear review versus analytics versus um, production. And then we did the 2B workflows and, and were able to kind of identify some of the wasted effort. Um, with the core group of attorneys, we actually sat down and said, you know, here's what we're looking at. Here's how we're doing things. Here's how we think we could do things. And here's why it makes sense. And I think by involving them in that process, um, you really increase the buy-in. Um, and they, you know, they actually had good um, input on the workflows. And um, I think it, it helped them to own the entire process a little bit better. Well, excellent. So, so that sounds like one of the, one of the benefits is that you've got you know that uh, that uh, kind of give and take between your team and um, the rest of the litigation team, which is you know really important. What are some of the other benefits that you've noticed by just putting this this uh, project management system in place? Well, I think you know one of the biggest things for me is um, control and just not. I'm not a big fan of fire drills and, oh, my gosh, this guy's following everybody run around and let's work all night and all weekend. You know, I, I really like to plan and have as few um, events like that as possible. So one of the best things I think we've noticed is we have a lot more control, um, provided we plan um, and we have standards and processes that we apply to everything. Of, of course, in litigation, you always have the occasional Oh my gosh, but um, I think project management really helps you control that. Um, the other benefit I think we've seen is a lot better quality um, because our outputs are much more consistent um, and our processes are more consistent, and as a result, so are our outputs. Um, the other part of project management that, that is helping us in better quality is to continually kind of look at your workflows and your specifications and see where you can um, implement continuous improvement. So that's an area that also, uh, from the project management side, that, that really can improve the quality. And finally, I think just um, less do-overs. So, you know, instead of having to go back and go, oops, we got to do this again, um, or we didn't do this correctly the first time, you know, having processes um, really makes makes um, do-overs go way down. Additionally, I think we have, um, you know, if we hire new people, we bring new people on board, it's just so much more beneficial to have a, a structure in place that somebody can actually look at and, and get some direction from. Oh, absolutely. You know, it sounds like, you know, with the better quality, you get that consistency. And with that consistency, you get the defensibility of your process, which is absolutely key in, in any uh, litigation matter. Um, 
So have you have you um, had uh, attorneys and paralegals and, you know, very, you know, even clients comment on the, the better workflow that you've got? And, and and the fact that it makes it easier to do things? I think uh, certainly. I mean, I think the feedback and, you know, the other thing is we're always um, in project management and in the workflows that we've developed, we're always looking ahead and, you know, we're doing contingency plans. And so I think the feedback we've gotten is there's just a lot less of the um, the chaos <laughs> that can sometimes be associated with electronic discovery. Right. Um, we're going to take a short break here, um, but when we return, we're going to talk some more with Julie, and we're going to talk about some do's and don'ts in the uh, in the whole process. Reveal combines project management, online document review, and third generation search in one platform. Law firms, service providers, and corporations demand transparency and affordable, flexible tools that can respond to the evolution of the industry. Reveal's development team uses its inventive heritage, applied to the legal marketplace, to disrupt the past and respond to the present. Reveal's tool suite combines project management, online review, and third-generation search in a single platform. Learn more about Reveal at www.revealdata.com. Engage your brain. Keep up with the fast pace of the legal profession. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and listen to all of our great legal podcasts. They're free. Welcome back to Litigation Support Review on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined with Julie Brown, Litigation Technology Manager with Boris, Sater, Seymour, and Pease. Welcome back to the show, Julie. Thank you. So we've been talking about project management and we've talked about some of the stuff that you've done at Voris and, you know, just in, you know, with your experience at Voris as well as all the other experience that you've got in the field, you know, I know that you've picked up with some absolute do's and absolute don'ts. And so why don't we kind of start on some of the, the do's? What are some of the things that when someone is setting up their project management, uh, protocols, what, what top three things would you say they absolutely need to uh, pay attention to and, and take care of? Well, I think um, a few things. I think first and foremost, if, if they're just getting started and they don't have a lot of processes or standards in place, I think you should really look at everything and focus on the low-hanging fruit, the, the big wins the um, with less effort. So there's probably some processes that you can pretty easily build some standards around and really show um, an increase in efficiency um, and better quality. So, you know, sometimes I think project management can be very intimidating if somebody's looking at the entire e-discovery process from beginning to end and going, okay, where do I start? You know, um, so I think focus on, you know, your big wins, um, pick some very specific um, opportunities and then begin building structure around those. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, plan and plan and plan and, you know, project management for the most part, I think one of the biggest things it offers in the, in the litigation world is planning. Um, I think in the past, oftentimes we, we really didn't plan a lot ahead. Litigation has always been kind of reactive. And I just think that not only when you're implementing your project management, so so you've got a plan for how you're going to implement it, um, but then within your strategy, 
you should have various stages where planning is a big part of the case. Um, you know, at the outset of the case, there's probably a planning session. Um, there's probably certain phases. So maybe at, um, you know, when discovery begins, there's another type of planning session. Um, all the way through the end of the case where there should be some type of planning session or discussion about closing the case. So I think uh, planning is the, the other absolute do. Um, and finally, I think the third thing I would say is um, when you're developing your project management strategy, really think about metrics. Um, think about how you can measure whether or not you're being effective. Um, because that it, it's so important that once you um, you actually set up workflows and, and ways to do things better, you've got to monitor that to make sure what you thought was going to happen actually happened. So I think um, sometimes it's it's easy for people to go, oh yay, look at this, we're doing this so much faster, without actually putting um, processes in to continually measure that and make sure that you know you don't start to slip off. Um, off the the numbers that you'd like to see. Excellent. That sounds. That's all. Sounds very very good. And, and one of the themes that kind of comes through in those uh, those things to focus on is the communication involved. Uh, as far as the planning goes, it it's it seems to be a very key component to every element. I would I would totally agree with that. And you know, within that planning, I I think communication is one of the things that's a lot a lot of times overlooked. And so. I think, um, you know, you always want to make sure you have some type of communication plan that indicates who are you going to communicate with when certain events happen, how are you going to communicate with them, the frequency of communications and updates, um, not only with, with the client, but even your internal legal team. Excellent. So what are the three gotchas, the three things that you think people need to avoid uh, with, with every fiber of their being? Well, the first thing I think is, um, I think some people think if you buy a project management tool that you've done project management. And what I would say is the biggest don't is don't go out and buy a project management tool and think you've solved your problem. Um, because project management, yes, there are tools that help you do metrics and help you measure, but you really have to take the time to build the processes around um the process or around the e-discovery process, um, and manage resources and other things besides just having some system to help you track everything. The second thing I would say is, um, I, I'm a firm believer: don't try to do everything at once unless you've got an army of people that are extremely knowledgeable in project management ready to take it on. Um, I think sometimes. Um, a, it's overwhelming, but B, I also think that adoption um, from your attorneys, from your internal department is going to come a lot easier if you can demonstrate those big wins early on in the process. Um, last but not least, I think something I hear a lot is that every case is unique. How can we develop standards around this? It's just not the same. And, you know, don't fall into that trap because when you look at litigation, I think there are certain events that happen in every case, provided it doesn't end before they happen. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, room to develop project management, not only any discovery, but from the beginning to the end of a litigation case. Well, it seems like that would save a lot of money, too, because you're not recreating the wheel every time. Uh, so that's really great advice. 
Um, well, that that about does it with uh, for this edition of litigation support review. And I want to give a, a special shout out to our uh, sponsors, Relativity by Kekira and Reveal. Remember to check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to this program through iTunes. And again, a very special thanks to uh, my guest, Julie Brown, for joining me today. Julie, if someone wants to uh, reach out to you um, for more information on this topic, how can they reach you? Um, email would be preferred at jkbrown at voris, V-O-R-Y-S dot com. Perfect. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, join us next time for another episode of Litigation Support Review. Thanks so much for joining us. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Litigation Support Review. Don't forget to check out some of our other programs here on the Legal Talk Network, many of which are available for CLE credit. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com.